Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Welcome to the final week of Befuddled. Before we conclude this theme, I do want to give you three updates. I can tell you're thrilled. Here we go. Update number one. Graduates, congratulations. I am proud of you and what you have accomplished under circumstances that no other graduating class in recent history has endured. You are a class with grit as something has defined you. Use what you have experienced to face everything in life with an I can do this attitude. With God, you will accomplish much. Know that wherever life may take you, you always have a home here at Valley Point. You are loved. Congratulations to the class of 2020. Okay, update number two. Last week I talked about how in the church of Jesus Christ, there is no place for racism, hatred, and bigotry. I want to thank you for listening. We all have a role to play in advocating for those who are marginalized. On our church website, there are some great resources detailing how we can combat racism. We can and should give voice to this. The resources will help. Please look and let's keep lamenting, listening, and loving. Here's update number three. Our plan to welcome back the Valley Point family is in full swing now. We are currently in step one of our four-step process. We will move through these steps as safely as possible. And we will update you regularly on progress. Step one keeps us meeting online for Sundays. But we do have an outdoor prayer event coming on June 24th and June 27th. I want prayer to be what guides our welcome back steps. You can read all about that online and we'll keep giving you updates too. I want to thank everyone who popped their trunks yesterday for Sunday breakfast mission. Great job. I love it. Okay, those are the updates. Let's take a moment and pray together and then we will continue. Father, we step into your presence now and thank you for how you are working in and through us. God, help us to remain humble before you as we love and serve and give. God, help us to keep our eyes on you as well, especially during foggy moments when we feel befuddled and we're not exactly sure what to do. God, for the past several weeks, we've been thinking about befuddled moments and how do we respond to this? God, as we dive into one more area today, help us to listen, help our minds to be alert and our hearts to be awake to what you want to say to us. And then God, help all of us to be very willing to do whatever it is that you plant on our hearts. We ask all of this now in the great name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope Befuddled has been helpful for everyone. 
I think we all walk through periods of life, and maybe you are in one of those periods now, where life is confusing, and it leaves you feeling befuddled. What we have done with this theme is look at four different areas of life that cause us to say, what's happening? In week one, we talked about parenting and grandparenting. In week two, we talked about pain and suffering. In week three, we talked about money and how that can be confusing. It's week four, and I would like to think through sharing Christ with others. That can be intimidating and frightening and can certainly leave us befuddled. Like, I'm supposed to do this, right? I'm supposed to be a bright light but I don't want to offend. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to, ah, what do you do? What do you do? Befuddled. And then we have conversations like this where we talk about how helping people see that trusting in Jesus is a great thing. And living the story of Jesus is an adventurous way to live. It's an adventurous way to live because he calls us to serve others. And in serving others, we find personal joy. That's true. It's an adventurous way to live because he calls us to unleash generosity. Wow. (laughs) And he calls us to be bright lights. Remember that? You are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Nobody does that. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Valley Point, we have been talking about these verses since January, weaving them in and out of all of our teaching themes. Be a bright light. It makes a lot of sense. But this seems hard and bothersome to people and maybe harsh or even narrow. And here's what happens. We get befuddled when it comes to reaching our one. That one person we would love to come into a loving relationship with Jesus. Now, if you are watching and you've trusted in Jesus to rescue, you understand this tension. You get it. It's real. If you are watching and would say that you are not a follower of Jesus... Or just not into that. Well, I'm glad you're watching. I would encourage you to do this. Listen for how purposeful Jesus is in his actions. I think you will find that to be very interesting. So today, here's what I want to do. I want to share a big idea. And then I want to review a few things. We then have a story from scripture and some takeaways. Okay, got all of that? Big idea, review, story of scripture, and then some takeaways. Here's our big idea for today. This will frame our conversation, and I would encourage you, wherever you are watching, take some good notes today, okay? Here's the big idea. Combine God's mercy with gentle proclamation to move beyond befuddled Jesus conversations. That's what we want to think through. Okay, let's review. I want to go back to what we discussed in January of 2020 and think again about our one. In January, six months ago now, if you can imagine, 
we memorize together Matthew 5, 14 through 15. You are the light of the world. Don't hide your light and give light to everyone. That's the heart of those verses. We then did this. We took that word everyone and said, what about one? What about one? Who is the one person in your world that could benefit from understanding what God has done in and through Jesus? Today is about asking God to give us a renewed love for our one. Now, if you are not a part of Valley Point back in January, this is your chance to get in on the action. Who in your life could benefit from understanding what God has done in and through Jesus? That's your one. Begin praying for them. If you were part of Valley Point back in January and walked through this, like me, you've probably forgotten a bit about your one. And my goodness, we haven't had the privilege of walking in our lobby and seeing one on the wall as a visual reminder. Well, let's allow God to give us renewed passion for our one. Let me combine that now with another review item from 2019. In September of 2019, we talked about how there is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels that share the life and the story of Jesus. If you were a part of Valley Point at that time, I hope you remember how we discussed this. If you have trusted in Jesus alone to rescue, you are like a fifth gospel. I say like because we're not an inspired book of the Bible breathed out by God, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but followers of Jesus should be inspiring and helping others see that living for Jesus is a great way to live. We also said this, your friends will probably read you before they ever pick up a Bible and read the Gospels. So if you've trusted in Jesus and what do I do with my life and it's hard telling people about Jesus, well, let's remember, bright light plus one plus you, the fifth Gospel. Okay? That's the review part. Now, for some scripture. If you have a Bible, I want to encourage you to please meet me in Mark chapter 5. And here's some context. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus is doing what Jesus did. He's meeting with people and healing many. What's very interesting about Mark 5 is that it is clear Jesus is healing people who were possessed with demons. It's pretty intense, and you can read all about that in the text. One of the things that happens is that a demon-possessed man comes screaming at Jesus. Jesus then throws the demons out of the man into a herd of pigs, no less, who then jumped off a cliff. It's all in Mark chapter 5. Well, once the whole pig thing occurred, the guy is in his right mind. He's whole. He's healthy. And he wants to start following Jesus. Imagine this story they could share at their pep rallies, right? Well, Jesus does something that seems 
a little different. And we find all of this in Mark chapter 5. I will begin reading with verse 15. Again, keep in mind, this man is in his right mind now. He wants to follow Jesus. That makes a lot of sense. What a story that would be when they talk to other crowds. But again, Jesus does something a little different. Here's what we read, verse 15. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus. And they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. (laughs) They were all afraid. Like, what happened here? Verse 16. Then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. And I think this makes a lot of sense. Jesus, let me go with you. I can be your setup guy before you give your big talks. Verse 19, but Jesus said, no, no. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. Now, there are three great, beautiful words in Mark chapter 5. Merciful is one of them. It has the idea of to have pity. And so Jesus is saying here, look, I don't want you to follow me. I know that might make for a great story, but I want you to stay here. I want you to go to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how I have given pity to you. That's mercy. Verse 20. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region and began to proclaim. Here's another beautiful word in the construction of the sentence. It means to be a herald or to preach. So the man started off and he visited the 10 towns of that region and he began to herald. He began to preach the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was, here's the third beautiful word, amazed. Everyone who saw this, knowing what the man was like before as a demon-possessed individual, but now he's changed and he's living out the story of Jesus and he's sharing it. Everyone was amazed. That word there means to marvel or to wonder. Wow. What just happened here? So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region and began to proclaim, began to herald and preach the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. They marveled and they wondered at what he told them. Okay, get this. God's mercy, and that's what we just read about. God's mercy propels us to proclaim which leads to wonder. God's mercy propels us to proclaim, which then leads to wonder. One more time. God's mercy propels us to proclaim, which leads to wonder. See, when I fully grasp 
how merciful God has been to me, how he has given pity to me in offering the gift of Jesus. Well, that leads to proclamation and proclamation leads to wonder. Jesus, proclamation, and then wonder. I think the point here is, if God has been merciful to you, it's okay to proclaim that. Sometimes we, and myself included, default to doing good works. And that is absolutely needed. But proclamation is also necessary. One scholar stated it this way, our good deeds can amplify the gospel message, but the message itself must be first verbally proclaimed by someone in order for our actions to reinforce it. Well, what do we proclaim? I think that's a fair question. Well, we can share our story of trusting Jesus. And I would encourage you to use your words. Here's what Jesus has done for me. Just proclaim that. Proclaim that in imperfect ways. God is at the center of my life, not in the periphery. And we do that because faith has implications for all of life, not just for the hour or two a week when like-minded people gather to worship and pray. Proclaim God loved He gave, and if we believe, we will have eternal life. That's the heart of John 3, 16. Proclaim. Okay, here are some takeaways for us based on what we have discovered from Mark chapter 5 and in thinking about sharing Jesus with others and in particular our one. Takeaway number one, develop deeper intimacy with Christ by never forgetting his extended mercy to you. Let's do that. Takeaway number two, proclamation with gentleness and respect is okay. And I believe that is the key, but it's okay to do that. Takeaway number three, your weaknesses, often we try to hide them. We try to downplay them and push them away. But guess what? Your weaknesses, everything that has happened to you, God can use them. And that's part of your story. And that can come out in your gentle and respectful proclamation. And then takeaway number four, be on mission where you live, work, and play. That's a phrase we use all of the time here at Valley Point, right? Be on mission where you live, work, and play at school on that team in your workplace. Be on mission there. And here's what we can do. Make things better. Work with high integrity. Stir curiosity. Solve problems. And offer hospitality. In doing this, we combine God's mercy with gentle proclamation. Will you pray with me? Father, we are thankful for Mark chapter 5 
and the unique story of someone that you healed. And they were thrilled about that, obviously, and they wanted to follow you. They wanted to walk with you and be part of your team. And Jesus allowed that. He wanted that individual to be part of his team, but he wanted him to stay in his location and be a herald, be a proclaimer to his family and in his communities and in his region. God, I believe with everything inside of me, you have placed us where we live, work, and play for a reason. You have placed us in our communities, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our states, so that we can proclaim in a gentle and respectful way, but we can proclaim what you have done for us. God, I believe this man had great impact. We see that because people were in wonder over what he was saying and what Jesus had done for him. God, you've done so much for us. If we've trusted in Jesus alone, we have benefited from your mercy and we can gently proclaim that to others. So God, I pray as we move through a new week and as we embark on some summer days here, that you would help us to remember our one, who's the one person, God, that you placed into our hearts and into our minds that would benefit from a loving relationship with you. Help us not to forget about them. Help us to pray for them. And then, God, help us to look for opportunities to proclaim and back up our actions, our integrity and our compassion and all of that. May our words back up our actions in talking about Jesus and proclaiming him. God, this can be difficult. We often feel befuddled. What do we say? Don't want to offend people. God, help us to carefully and prayerfully reach out to those around us and proclaim. Give us the courage and the strength to do that because we are the light of the world. We pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.